are you okay? Recording ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of when we're talking about Star Trek Voyager. Oh no. Me just throwing myself. <laughs> oh no, okay. have you hurt I'll yourself? Okay. I'll be okay. Oh dear. Not as hurt as my pride. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Wow. Oh no. It's so dark now. It is a little dark, but should it's I, okay. Should I turn the light back on, or...? Nah. Okay. It's alright. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, we are in my office. We're recording in person. Wow, look at us. Yeah, this possibly needs to be a little closer to me, I think. But This one, the, the, the top bit doesn't even attach anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like the screw doesn't screw. Oh, I'm already having that with my shock mount Just... as well. It's not. It's not doing well. It's not doing very well. It's probably what happens when you like screw and unscrew the mobile bunch. I've I've been leaving it on for a long time, but it's uh-huh. like been unscrewing itself. I think my mic stand is the problem, actually. But Interesting. Tech chat. Who knows? Tech chat. Okay, are we ready to start the episode? Ooh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> you want to do a countdown for old time's sake? Um, no. No, I think we should we should go go in raw. <laughs> We're different people. <laughs> we don't need a countdown. I know, but I wanted to do like a clap for the start of the episode. Oh, okay. Ready? Oh, I'm so sorry. We're in well, the room together. This is, I mean, this, this isn't Steve Reich. We can be out of time. It's okay. It's not really a science. <laughs> oh, no. It's more of a signifier for, like, that's where the start of the episode is. Oh, I see. Rather than, like, speed. Oh, my God. It's, it's less of a we have to lie, because it's one track. I'm losing my mind. Welcome. I understand now. Okay. Okay, good. I was just, you know, here we are. Season 8, episode <laughs> 16 of Murder, She Wrote. Yep. Murder, She Acted. <laughs> yes, it's an acting episode of Murder She Wrote. And Marsha crosses in this Marcia episode. Marsha crosses in this I'm episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, we love her. Let's let's do a little bit of explanation. Okay. So welcome. Hello. This is women talking about Star Trek Voyager. Oh wait, we can do it. Women talking about Star Trek Voyager. We can do it at the same time. We can. Women. We can. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Okay, so let's just do a little explanation before this devolves into complete chaos. My face chaos. already hurts from smiling too much. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so um, we the episode order that we would the episode. Oh, what am I? The next to say? episode is retrospect. We are not yeah. doing retrospect. So it, w- this is season four, episode seventeen of our podcast. But season four, episode seventeen of Voyager is the episode retrospect, which I've, as we've mentioned many times, we just kind of can't be bothered to do because it's uh, we don't like it. So we we put up a poll. We asked you what you thought, and then we did the exact opposite. Well, the polls were actually arguably tied, um, but anyway, as we've learned through the past couple of years of political chaos, you can't <laughs> trust a poll. You can't trust a poll. You can't trust a poll. So I, with apologies to those of you who voted for Fast and Furious, we are today covering an episode of Murder She Wrote. Now, the original idea for that was because the villain in the Voyager episode retrospect is played by. I have forgotten his name and I didn't write it down. So sorry. But the actor who plays the villain in retrospect plays Grady in Murder, She Wrote, uh, Jessica Fletcher's nephew. And so my initial idea... gay nephew. uh, No. (laughs) Um, No. Uh, I don't think she has any gay nephews. She does have a nephew who was secretly working 
at a drag bar to earn money to support himself and his girlfriend without telling her that's what he was doing. <gasps> that's the plot of maybe like the first or second episode of Mary Wow, <laughs> the Maddie Morphosis plot line. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler <laughs> for early Murder, She Wrote. But uh, but so we, we kind of, we talked a little bit about doing an episode with him, but then we thought that was maybe not a good idea because why do that when there are three whole episodes of Murder, She Wrote with Kate Mulgrew as a guest star? So we're covering one of those today. Wait, does she keep coming back? Is the same not the same character? character no, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is the first murder she wrote episode that I've actually watched start yeah. to finish. <laughs> and it, your thoughts? You know, <laughs> I'm glad that you like it. This is a bad episode, in my personal humble opinion. You don't say. Yeah, it's a real mess. You had two more to choose from, and you were like this one. Yeah. So I, in full disclosure, I can't find the last two season DVDs of Murder She Wrote. I, I, I moved house this week. I don't know where some of my things are. Unfortunately, two of my Murder She Wrote DVDs are among those things. So I had to, I had to pick a, a, between two, between two episodes of Kate Mulgrew. And I just didn't think that the other one would be as fun to talk about, partly because it's not as bad as this episode. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we're doing. That's why we're covering today, season eight, episode 16 of Murder, She, Murder wrote. she wrote. And the title of the episode is Ever After. After. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right, so that's the preamble. Uh, we haven't recorded in person in truly... Oh, ages. And even then, we did it once. Yeah, we did it once and then went back to recording virtually. Because anyway. you're like, I'm busy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And I don't now have... you live even closer to I do. me. I do. I do. I do. Shaved which is a exciting. whole five minutes off the walkover. It's like, a, like a, a, a seven minutes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um... So you've kind of already said this, but I did want to open with a question for you, Sam. Yes. Uh, just can you tell me what you know about Murder, She Wrote? Angela Lansbury wanders around killing people <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a cloudy New England town yeah. that's definitely not Los Angeles. <laughs> this whole episode, they're like, Rhode Island. And I'm like, yeah, the Rhode Island house, this, hard wing. This episode takes place in New York City. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. A soundstage. Definitely in New York City. <laughs> And the big house in the country that's definitely Rhode Island. Long Island. It's it's Long Island. Long Island. Island. This, this episode bad, takes bad. place in New York. <laughs> my bad. This is the but great this is confusing. <laughs> this is confusing because I I also always forget this, that in later seasons, Jessica Fletcher lives part-time in New York City. Because she goes all over the place. She's such a famous writer. She like comes in and she's like, oh, I had a trip to D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, probably for some sort of international intrigue I assume for helping the president of other episodes or anything who is the president at the time Reagan Ooh, no no this was (laughs) um this was the early 90s so Bush is it Clinton it would have been either Bush or Clinton I don't remember when this episode came out because I didn't write that down wow Um, this is when we find out Jessica Fletcher also played saxophone in the president's (laughs) band (laughs) she may well have done that woman can do anything she can so if you're if you're not familiar with Murder She Wrote, I would just like to say this episode isn't a great introduction. Welcome. <laughs> but it is it is a little wild all the time. It is camp. It's you know weird. But um, if this podcast were a Murder She Wrote podcast, would it be women talking about Murder She Wrote? 
Um, I think it probably would have to be because we've really we've really solidified our brand. Yeah. And our brand is what it says on the tin. Yeah. It wouldn't even be like murder they talked. <laughs> Which also could work if we both decided to become non-binary. <laughs> yes, I suppose it would. There's there are murder she wrote podcasts with basically every variation on that that you can think of. Uh, murder we spoke i'm pretty sure is the name of a murder she wrote podcast i don't listen to any murder she wrote podcasts and that's i mean why would you you're (laughs) your monologue provides enough commentary yes i don't have enough space in my life for any more tv recap podcasts as well (laughs) i listen to a few which ones are you listening to current all the the drag her ones and then you're just not watching the drag race i'm actually not listening to drag her anymore but i am still listening to queens the welsh language uh drag race uk podcast (laughs) which is Really, really good. I mean, this is our audience is way too small for this to be useful to anyone. But yeah, check it out if you speak or are learning Welsh. It's it's great if you're learning Welsh but know a lot about Drag Race because you can follow what's happening. And they all have such distinct names. <laughs> that's that's a good point, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Although they're currently doing Drag Race UK versus the World, which I am not watching, and I don't really know what's going on. But it's fine. I just let chaos, the, chaos, just let it wash over me. Is it? I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it in so many weeks. We don't currently have internet or TV, so I'm like... You're living off the land. Living off the land. Living off my DVD player. (laughs) Crocheting. (laughs) No. You're like that one summer where I didn't have internet and I just listened to the radio and knitted. Oh, wow. How'd that work out for you? Um, you know, I made a lot of blankets. That's... With a lot of holes in them. I'm bad at knitting. (laughs) I actually had forgotten that you knit. You haven't knitted in a while, have you? I refuse to. It's uh, too dark a memory. It's, it's you know, I was Brian Softy's muse on Uncut Jams. I've been obsessed with that. Have you seen this 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 TikTok? No. <laughs> oh, it's um, it's um, a Je- Jessica Jessica Lewis who was somebody Fox Michelle. Who cares? Not. It's this actress, <laughs> Julia Fox. Okay. And she just goes, I was Brian Softy's muse on Uncut Gems. What is Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh. With Adina Menzel. Okay, I'm not familiar. Um, I'm not understanding this joke. Well, the joke is that she says Uncut Gems really strangely, <laughs> but in my mind, it is exactly how you would say Uncut Gems if you were trying to be fun. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> Great. Anyway, um, we can cut that out. We don't have to. Imagine You're if I was like this. cutting things out. Like, <laughs> like I have the time. Well, it's so short. It's so early in the episode that I could. You I probably, could. maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Well, why bother? You'll have to listen. We'll have to. I'll have to listen to find out. It's been a long time since you've edited, and I'm looking forward to just like listening to an episode after it comes out. I'm going to put a lot of like slide whistles in, like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. Jessica, um, so she meets Jane. Sorry, are you doing plot summary? (laughs) I wasn't quite sure what notes you took. And I, for some reason, I took really good notes. Took a lot of notes. So go, lead, lead. (laughs) Um, So we open with a man in a coma. Classic. Oh, sorry. We should actually address. So there is the Tonight on Murder, She Wrote segment, which I completely forgot exists, even though I've watched every single episode multiple times, many on DVD. And I didn't realize that the theme tune wasn't the song where it's like, Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) I thought that was the literal, I thought that was the literal theme tune. I was like, yeah. And then it just starts with like a soft piano sonata. And I'm like, wait, "Uh you didn't know what the Murder, She Wrote theme song was? No. Wow. Why would I? 
I know. I Let's know. Let's be honest. Why would I? No, I, I do. I mean, also, even if you had watched secular television as a child, I don't know if you... I love the idea of me not watching secular television. <laughs> That's not fair. I'm being unfair to yeah, you. Yeah, I watched Smallville. <laughs> That's so weird to me. Why did you watch Smallville? Of all Who things? knows? <laughs> Who knows? The more I was thinking about this this morning, actually, the more I'm like getting to the age that my parents were when they got married and had kids, the more I'm like... Oh, they were idiots. <laughs> they were like idiots in their early 30s. Yeah. In Texas. Like, yeah, in the 90s. Like, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I'd be like, one, there's no internet. Yeah. So Ooh. good luck. <laughs> like, good oh luck. God. Two, have fun trying to find a library in Texas. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. truly. I hope you own a lot of encyclopedias or whatever. <laughs> That's a really interesting And then we point. didn't have cable. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the library a lot as a kid. Um, I lived in California. I went to one library once, and I remember it being very far away. Oh, that's so sad. That's really sad, actually. Um, My whole childhood is basically just a tragic little play. Yeah. About a lonely child trying to find friends. Oh, that's so sad. Sorry for laughing. Anyway. This is the voice. voice. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. You may be too young, though, to have have had it on TV all the time when you were old enough to be watching it. Because that's the thing. It it was like, it wasn't still being made when I was old enough to be watching it. But I I did see loads of it because it was just on TV all the time. In syndication. And then when I traveled for work a lot, uh, or sometimes, I, I used to really try to time my arrival at hotels so that I could watch Murder, She Wrote on ITV at 8 p.m., I think. Uh, it's on, no one blames you. It's on every day. Um, yeah, that worked out pretty well. It was a nice little treat when I had to travel for work for, uh, like, one night at a time to random places around the country. I felt like a luxurious lady. Yes. If I, if I timed it really well, I'd find, like, a grocery store and go and buy, like, a bagged, or if, if I was really lucky, a boxed, like, Caesar salad. <laughs> Eat it with a my jaw just dropped open. Hotel teaspoon while watching Murder She Wrote on ITV. The richest woman in the world. Like, (laughs) what happened to you? I was also able to claim back for my meals while I was traveling. But I was I gonna go to a restaurant when I could eat a bag of salad and some some kind of other packaged treats from a grocery store while watching Murder She Wrote on a hotel bed? No, that's the dream. (laughs) I mean, I have this same thing whenever I do music and hospitals things because they're like, you can get lunch. I mean, it's like six pounds. Once I went to IKEA and it was thrilling. Ooh, that's exciting. And then like, there's never anything on the way. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, would you rather bring something from home or buy something yeah. out? And it's like, uh, like, I'll just, I'll just bring, I'll just bring packed lunch, babe. Yeah. 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 I always brought, I very rarely bought lunch, but for dinner, it was just like nice to have a little ritual. I was often staying in the same hotel. I feel like I probably shouldn't say where I was just in case. That's... For safeguarding. Yeah. Um, but it was it was not a not a large place and I stayed there kind of a lot. And but I used to just like walk out of the Premier Inn and walk to a grocery store that I knew was there and just wow. buy my buy my Caesar salad. Anyway, what's please the nicest cut this hotel out. you've ever stayed in? Ooh um so I actually have stayed in some pretty fancy hotels with my mom. That because... rings in London. Because she had the hookup. <laughs> because she... 
I probably because no, she's the Anna Delphi say this? of this podcast. I guess there's no reason not to say this. She had like a a Marriott timeshare thing, <gasps> so she could stay in Marriott hotels Ooh. for like discounted rates. Wait, you think Marriott is nice? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. No, because they they do own some fancy hotel. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting a look. I'm getting such a look. They own Grosvenor House in London. You I'm led to believe. You opened your little heart to me, and I stabbed <laughs> it. I just like fully like hit it with a tennis racket. Like no, you're just giving me um like uh, an undue sense of class oppression that I absolutely do not have. So you're you're doing me a favor, really. <laughs> I'm like wow, you could just be at a at a Marriott. <laughs> How thrilling for you. Were you even in like a suite or were you just in a regular room? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they were, sometimes they were big rooms. <laughs> wow. No, I've stayed, I've stayed in, in, in hotel suites in, at Marriott's in undesirable locations. Oh yeah. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> I, yeah, most of my hotel experiences have been premier inns because I was like, mostly sent to places where the I options were premier inns i you know i do not mind a premier inn but but what what are your i just think they are so fucking expensive oh they are no good goddamn reason i've only i have sometimes paid to stay in a premier inn but that is that's when i'm going to a particular place where my in-laws live where the options are basically premier inn something very expensive or the worst travel lodge i've ever seen in my life and i've seen some travel lodges mm. <laughs> my favorite hotel chain an ibis i love an ibis I stayed in an Ibis budget. They are vastly Which different. I but know it's very the same similar thing. in prices if you book them. Oh really? Advance. Oh yeah. good to know. It, again, it was the only hotel I could stay in. In a, I think that was in Leeds, and it was just like the only yeah. place I could yeah. easily get to. I've been to both the oh. Ibises in Leeds. Oh okay. Which okay. is interesting. That is interesting. Interesting. Do you want to hear a hotel story? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. I thought I had booked the Ibis budget mm-hmm. in Leeds. And I turned up, and this was like before I had a smartphone, because again, I was that girl. And I turned up with like the booking number, and the woman was like, we actually don't have a booking for you. And I was like, oh, no. But it was like 45 pounds a night. So I was like, you know what, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Um, But then the next time, because I had to go up, this was National Youth Choir Day, so I had to go up to York, and it's like a nice stopover or something mm-hmm. um i stayed in the the ibis 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 oh yes which was very fancy oh really very mm-hmm. like it was just nice i was like oh oh and it was like 35 pounds was it and, and i was like oh <laughs> oh what's going on here yeah oh i once so i've actually stayed in both the ibises <laughs> in leeds this is a murder she wrote podcast this is a murder she wrote podcast i once stayed in a very <sighs> hotel not, not fancy but very central um independent hotel in london that i booked at the last minute because something fell through and i i don't know but i paid 35 pounds for what was sold to me as a single room and i turned up and it was uh, like a family room <laughs> you were in a hostel no 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 it was it was i had my own room but oh. it was it had like three or four beds in it and it was really Beautiful. big and it had a balcony wow. overlooking a park near earl's court and every morning you like open the door it was one night unfortunately but <laughs> Devastating. But I sat out on that balcony and drank a, drank a beer, and I was like, "This is this is the this is the life." I love hotels. You were like, "I love she hotels." Can have it all. You know what? The best hotel I think I have ever solo stayed in was NHS Women's Conference. Um, NHS Women's Conference. No. <laughs> And U.S. Women's <laughs> Conference. Uh, me being an is absolute. she NHS? Is she is she healthcare? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Ooh. that is a joke about how rainbows were used as a symbol for the NHS. In there was a hand country. movement. There was a there was a hand movement. movement. <laughs> um, no, NUS National Union Students Union and National Union of Union of Students. NUS. We met through NUS. Why don't I? Didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did. Okay. <laughs> we met through an NUS affiliated thing. No? Okay. We didn't meet in the basement of WOW? Like no. all my other friends? No, we met in the Students' Union. Wow, look at us. That's confusing if you don't know what we're talking about. The Students' Union is a build. No, we have those in America. Shut- they don't need to know. Also, but... I love how I just assume all of our listeners are in America. I know that's not true, but I... That's where I assume people who don't know British things are. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> because cultural imperialism. Um, so they, for some reason, this was like pre, it was like 2012. It was before feminism really took off. It sure was. Like, we really missed the girl boss wave. <laughs> by we like sure seconds. did. Seconds. seconds. We, like, honestly, given two years, we would have, like, run that town. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, wild. We've um, talked about this on the podcast before. About yeah, going to the to the health campus, the Heath campus, the health campus, <laughs> students union, um, to try to recruit for the women's society or women's association, whatever it was, and just like people being like, oh, incredible, <laughs> incredible experience. It was so good. Um, <laughs> anyway, they were like, I, somebody was like, you can go to the NUS. <laughs> Stop it. You can go to the NUS um, Women's Conference. It's in like York or somewhere, or it was somewhere mm. like a, a Midlandsy, Midlandsy Northy. You know, I had to get on a train or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is exciting. I'll go up. It was at like this beautiful central hotel Ooh. called like the Queen's Hotel. Oh. And like for some reason they'd gotten like a double a double room because they just like booked the place. Oh wow. They booked yeah. the place. They booked the train fare up. And so I was just like, oh, I guess I, I guess I, I guess I go here. And then I think they booked like another gal to go up from Cardiff as well. And we like met up at the conference, but she had her own room. Oh. And these were like, this was like a full week and these were like expensive rooms. I don't really understand. Wow. That's wild. Like, it was just like, yeah. And then like, I was talking to other conference attendees and they were like, oh, I'm, I'm in this hotel that the conference is in because they're doing a deal or whatever. Mm. And I was just like across the street uh, in this giant like 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 mansion of a house. Wow. Yeah, it was very exciting. That's, that's I can't remember where it was though. Manchester no, it wasn't Manchester. Anyway, uh, murder she wrote? Murder she wrote. Um I twenty four minutes in oh, yes. murder she wrote. <laughs> I didn't uh, structure this Let's with be a honest, cold it's a bonus open. Episode it's a thing. bonus episode. Well, there is no cold open. It's just... Yeah, there isn't a cold open. So should we introduce ourselves 24 sure, minutes in? Sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, I had one. I had one. Now I can't remember what it was. You go first. Wait, no, I have to go first. Oh, oh. Were you raised in a barn? You've got the manners of a goat. I'm Sam Hickman. <laughs> and New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. I'm Kat Deerfield. <laughs> and this is... We're women talking about murder, she wrote. We are taking this week one week only to talk about murder. We're women talking about murder, she wrote. And then next week we'll be 
back to normal talking about Star Trek Here we are singing. You were like, you know what I'm gonna do? Sing. Yeah, you know what I what I am gonna do on this podcast that I do with Sam Hickman. I'm (laughs) gonna sing. Famous (laughs) singing harpist. So we open with a man in a coma. Yes. And Kate Mulgrew. (laughs) (laughs) We're so deep in this episode. We talked about hotels before we talked. That about. conversation strikes me as very 2022. I haven't stayed in a hotel in some years. And just like, I caught myself saying, I love hotels. And I thought, do I? Do I love hotels? Or am I just starved for novelty? You know what? The last hotel I stayed at was the for my younger brother's wedding. And it oh, was yes. the Beatrice Potter house. Beatrice Potter. Beatrice Potter house. Wow. Up in the Lake District. The Lake District. It's like, wow. But then like I watched her biopic and she basically spent like a million pounds just buying up every house in the Lake District. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> That's that's very funny, actually. And I, where did it all come from? Where did all the money come books? from? Books? M- mostly slaver. Oh, really? Well, like, that was her family. Know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was like oh, her wow. grandfather. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. If full disclosure, I don't know a great deal about Beatrix Potter. I Neither did I. But I've been to the Lake District, so I have an awareness of... Yeah, but there's a fun little... The presence of... Like, yeah. like um, you know, a fun little... Fun little biopic, very 2022. Oh, of um, Rennie Zellweger does it. Oh, <laughs> and and um, Ian McKellen. Wow. No, not Ian McKellen. Ewan McGregor okay. <laughs> is in it. Wow, wow, yeah. It's very boring. It yeah, it's like a, it's mind numbing. It doesn't tedious. grab me. I watched as a it in the bath. Oh, it's two and a half luxury. hours long. Luxury, two and a half hours. My yeah. God. What if we never talked about Murder, She Wrote? No, I'm starting. We start. This man is in a coma. And Kate Mulgrew is at his bedside. And then he wakes up. And then cut. It's a TV set. Gasp. Oh Shock. Oh my goodness. And I was like, sequins at a hospital? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to get to our wigs segment for this episode. Oh, nothing but wigs. The coma man gets fired. Mm-hmm. I'm really just like speeding through this plot summary because it's truly like... Just Wild. go, just go, just go. <laughs> Truly three things happen in this entire yeah. episode. Yeah, and it's all so... I mean, the. I would say that the writing in Murder, She Wrote is sometimes much better than this. I'll just you say that. I mean, it couldn't get worse. <laughs> no, it's... I think sometimes it's weirder, but it's never worse than this. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's much better. I'd really uh, recommend to you, Sam, and to our listeners to check out earlier seasons of Murder, She Wrote, because they're lovely, like, cozy, charming. It, I mean, you're not really, like, a mystery crime person, but um, but I, I like I like Murder, She Wrote, non-ironically, okay. for the most part. This episode is bad, but it is a real good time to watch Kate Mulgrew just, like, chew up the scenery. Just taking thing. a big old bite of everything. <laughs> Um, so Jessica comes home to her New York apartment after she's been away in D.C., as we mentioned. Meeting the president. <laughs> Presumably. And also throughout my notes, I've referred to this character as either Kate Mulgrew or Janeway. Her name is actually yeah. Joanna, but whatever. Who cares? Kate Mulgrew intercepts Jessica because she has a piece of Jessica's mail. 
and they get to talking. And she's like, come for tea. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of um, I'm 40% podcast, the uh, Jinx Monsoon, Nick, for, can't remember his surname, uh, podcast about Futurama. Okay. And uh, Jake says that uh, Janeway is basically white Eartha Kitt. Interesting. Dolce Sloan has like a really fabulous bit where she's like, I can't stand Janeway. She sounds like she's always being shaken. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, Sunny Lane is there, a child star who loves to gag. Child. Yes, yes. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just loves to gag. I've written loves to gag. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, because he he hates being recognized and he makes a gagging sound. Oh slash yeah. Motion. There you go. Yeah. Um, Jessica Fletcher is a is the noisiest of all the neighbors. Nosiest of all the neighbors. While yeah. Janeway and her I, I beau fight. How nosy Jessica's being in this episode. I'm surprised she didn't just leave her fucking door open. She should have done. Um, if your neighbors were having a fight across the hallway and you lived in an apartment building, would you keep your no no I would not I would I well I I have kept an ear on fights that have happened oh yeah constantly because I kind of want to be like okay does this sound like two people arguing or does this sound like a violent situation do you know what I mean yeah I don't have that is that a fun response no it's not actually I do love it I do love it um I'm not going to tell this on the podcast, but I will tell it off the podcast. But I was sat in my garden over like a couple of years ago having breakfast and I just heard two people fully arguing, but like in their garden, Mm -hmm. which is like five meters away from my garden. I'm like, you can't, this is a public space. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, um, don't let him in. Janeway, Janeway is led into Jessica Fletcher's apartment and she's like, don't let him in. And then Jessica Fletcher loves the police. <laughs> she's like, absolutely never a cab. I'm, yeah, you're, you're right. Is Jessica Fletcher an honorary cop? That's the... <laughs> um, a lot of, a lot of the law enforcement <gasps> Wait, people is that... she single-handedly defunding the police by, <laughs> by just not being paid for her work? That's an interesting reading. You can run with that if you'd like. I mean, you know, I'm trying What is happening to... behind me? Oh, there's like a cat and then like the, um, this is why I'm sat here. There's like a cat on the table and then like the mirror on the wall is like moving around in the breeze. But also there was a pigeon that came and sat on the fence and the cat like le- leapt at it and it was really exciting. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, this I is why. Yeah, this is why you were sat there because I could not have ignored yeah, no. any of that. Oh, this, we'd never get this episode done. We'd be 30, <laughs> 30. 36 <laughs> minutes in and um this is a mess not managing to to get there um yeah so the, so they have the, yeah so sunny and janeway are having a big fight in the corridor and then janeway runs to jessica asks a lot to be let in to be safe jessica lets her in tells off sunny and then uh turns back and finds that janeway is just watching herself on tv and jessica is like no brother and does a very it's exaggerated eye roll um, do you keep getting involved with people who want to commit? Question mark. I... This is part of Janeway's monologue on TV. She's like, I don't know what happens. I just keep getting involved with people who want to commit. <laughs> um, I, Which is I, my I, dream. Yeah. 
just to just to keep getting involved with people who want to come in no just, just you know once. to stop um knowing where it meant. the boy i like okay the biggest curse that i have bestowed on myself is um going around to his house because now i know where he lives and it is en route to the doctor's office and <laughs> the, my little cycle round the bay. Oh. So I, I texted him yesterday and I was like, I feel like a fucking creep whenever I'm like <laughs> cycling past. That is that is a shame. I, it's 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 gonna ruin. It's gonna ruin my little trips to the bay. I'm gonna have to find oh. an alternative way round. Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, not really, because you know, I know his work schedule, but. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, across town, Lin Manuel Miranda comes in with to meet his girlfriend's father. <laughs> he does look like Lin Manuel Miranda. That's funny. I didn't notice that. You're welcome. <laughs> and he pitches huge roller coasters yeah. in city. <laughs> I think. I mean, this is a joke. The roller coaster thing is a joke. I don't know if there's something it's I'm missing. Not a good. Joke. It's a bad joke. I don't know it's if it's not a even reference. like. Okay, you're pitching a joke. For the, you're pitching this joke for this show. It's like this guy has to come in and pitch something to his yeah. girlfriend's father mm-hmm. that's going to be like a great investment. What? And it's 1992. What are you pitching? What are you pitching? Um, Literally anything. With, with my knowledge today, maybe NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine trying to explain that to someone in 1992. I mean, imagine trying to explain it to most people in, I'm pointing at myself, in 2022. I mean, it's more like a digital certificate, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, my God, how much do I not? It's air rights, let's be <laughs> <Yes>. honest. <laughs> um, Although I, did, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were like, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, literally a scam pyramid scheme. They're just oh, yeah. trying to rope more people into yeah, because completely. they can't sell it anywhere. Yes, yeah, completely. It's incredible. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I say I that think, like I understand it. I don't. Sorry, go on. I think if I were to do it, it would be like, be like bird boxes or something. Bird boxes. Yeah, like like he wants to install bird boxes on the side of every building in Los Angeles. Sorry, Manhattan. <laughs> Hard wing. Like nesting boxes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. Like something stupid. Not like Sandra Bullock. That everyone no, <laughs> no. Imagine. Be like, you know, Miss Congeniality. Well, see her in twenty years' time, where she's playing. <laughs> Another side note no one asked for. I watched Speed and Speed 2 this week. Wow. In preparation for Murder, She Wrote? No, just because I have a DVD player and no TV or internet. Um, oh, you want to borrow some DVDs? Um, well, I'm getting the internet today, so I think I'm oh. probably safe. But... I thought this was going to be a fun extravaganza. You could watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I know I have that on DVD. I have seen that at least twice. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Have I told you my sisterhood of the traveling pants? Oh, about how it's like, of course, all of them fit into the same pair of jeans. No. They're all the same size. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but no. Oh, I stole that from someone then, because I thought that was, I thought you told me that. Oh, probably not. <laughs> Absolutely, probably your sto- thief. <laughs> Apologies to whoever's joke I stole, but that is true. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. I don't know. You and your mom are drying dishes being like, hey, it's time to start living. Time to take a little from the world we're given. Time to take time for spring will turn to fall. And then you turn to your mother and she's like, and just no time at all. Like, imagine. It's such a strange it is choice. It is strange. And it's haunted me for the last <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> this film came out when you were... 
one year old. <laughs> yeah, actually, it did. Just keep aging you down. Anyway, I might cut joke. this whole section about the chorus line. Maybe. Consider it cut. <laughs> I'll have to tell my deep secret some other time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just keep it that. <laughs> and then there's no explanation of why we were talking about a chorus line. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> Um, this episode has gone badly. Yeah, it really has. And chaotically, but I feel like we can salvage it in the edit. Should I just, like, barrel through some plot summary? Marsha Cross is stunning as a young woman, but she is literally meant to be over 40. Like, her whole... <laughs> what do you like, think? her body, her face, every her mannerism. She's like, me at the country club. Oh, and yes. she's, like, meant to be 19. <laughs> I know, she's... You're like, she's a scheming second wife. I was what are you thinking doing? about this. She's not believable as a young daughter of this guy, but she's definitely is that age. Like, yeah. that is the age she is here. But like, she's just, like, not believable as her own age. But it's she's, like, funny. meant to be going to tennis, like, yeah. with the girls. I mean, the writing is terrible, and the way that these characters are written is a mess. Like, I, because I was thinking, how old is she supposed to be? How old is her boyfriend supposed to be? Like, I don't know. They could be anywhere from 17 to 40. I mean, like... But yeah, um, actually, they probably couldn't. It was the '90s. They didn't have the good skincare we have. <laughs> That's true. They were both 15 years old in this episode. <laughs> Same. Um, um, Janeway is gonna meet the um, the ex-wife. Yes, yes. Janeway is going to meet the ex-wife. And then there's and... suddenly a wedding. Yeah, there's there, there's suddenly a wedding that is like basically in the corridor of a courthouse as far yeah, as Yeah, interrupted can tell. by Sunny Lane, which is a great drag name. Also the, it is. Also their wedding is being broadcast live on television, which yeah. we're just supposed to accept. You wouldn't live stream your wedding? Well, I mean, you didn't. <laughs> I and didn't. We'll that's all true. hold you accountable for that forever. <laughs> um Devin, it's over. How many times do I have to tell you? I love Walter now. Imagine being like, I love blank now. <laughs> like, imagine putting like, this is my first husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. He threatens to kill them and he is dragged out. And Jessica Fletcher is watching it all on TV. Because she is nosy. She's a nosy white lady and we stan. We have no choice but to uncut jams. Oh, I deeply love Jessica Fletcher, even in episodes like this that are really off the wall. Um, Sunny Lane in the foyer is like, he comes up and he's like, hi, I've come to get a painting or something. And then this random painter is like, yes. I'm going to use the, 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 whatever the, this the main eleva- the, yeah. the resident elevator instead of the service elevator we're in new york and the doorman is like no you can't and he's like yes i can and <laughs> they have a whole ladder. back and forth <laughs> he's like i'm gonna go get a pastrami sandwich from katz's deli <laughs> it's so wild yeah the way that new york is represented on this show is like always amazing <laughs> They really want you to believe. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a, there's, there's just like this cinematic. But I feel like if you were in like Iowa or somewhere and it was 1992 and you've never been to either New York or Los Angeles, you'd be like, that's what New York is like. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, actually. But then I wonder if people, I'm sure people from Maine watch this show and go, what the fuck is going, when, when it's in Maine, because it's so obviously California and... Like I think, You're like lot- when did we get all this arid desert climate in <laughs> yeah. Maine? Um, and also, just like the, I think some of the accents of the people who are supposed to be from from Maine are like real dicey. <laughs> They're not doing whatever Kate Winslet and Mares, whatever it is. 
Mayors. Mayor of East Town. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you watch I, that? I didn't no, watch it. No, I didn't it, watch I heard it. all about it. <laughs> oh, God. Sometimes I'm actually resentful of, of listening to pop culture podcasts where they really love, like, one specific thing one week, and you have to hear all about it. I have heard so much about Yellow Jackets, and I don't, I don't even oh, really know what it is. I'm never going to watch it, but I'm glad that people enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. Um, so, Janeway... Yeah, yeah, so there's the whole thing about the painting. And an art appraiser comes up to Jessica Fletcher's room. And, he's and I like, thought they were going to go on like a little date or something. I thought this was going to be <laughs> yeah. the B-plot romance. No. Sometimes um, Jessica has a B-plot of romance. Maybe I'll find a nice episode with that happening and, and recommend it to you. one day I'll have a B-plot with romance. You will. You 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 do. Not any fucking day soon. Oh. Yeah, I'm just really dragging it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really dragging it for the content. That's, that's what a B plot is good for, right? Oh yeah, why not? Give you something to do on your off days. <laughs> um anyway, an art appraiser comes and then the whole gang is there. Yeah. And they walk into Janeway's apartment and the painting is slashed. The murder. There's a really strange thing about like the art appraiser being like, It's a nude with a plump bottom. I love it. It's just like very strange. <laughs> Completely missed that. Okay. <laughs> this probably cut out of my version. Bit too racy for television. Oh, is it are you watching this on Disney Plus? No, it's not on Disney Plus. Oh. I had to find this oh i'm so sorry like i had to like get the trap door open of the internet step inside (laughs) with my little torch and hope nothing was behind me when i was trying to find this episode i was like hello oh well well done and then i heard a bunch of creaky noises and i was like i hope that's a pigeon for for legal purposes you borrowed my dvd for legal purposes i am tippy hedron in that one scene of the birds but instead of it being an attic it's a basement i haven't seen the birds it's not good i wouldn't watch it Sorry, I've just like rudely taken my phone out because I'm good. <laughs> Listeners, I'm waiting for a call from the internet installer to... Anyway. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Um, um, Wesley or whatever his name is. Um, Wesley? Whatever the, the old guy's name is. is like oh, Honey Walter. Bunch. Walter calls Janeway Honey Bunch. What's your fun pet names for each other in your household? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, <laughs> I actually just... We, we actually just call each other Darling, which is very funny because we've both picked that up from Tom and Hector, who uh, Rob used to live with. <laughs> Tom calls everyone Darling. 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 It's fun, though. It is fun. It's fun. If I had a pet name, what would it be? Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Oh, it's <laughs> shorter than my name. <laughs> <laughs> What? Well, I do insist on being called my full name by, you know, lovers. <laughs> so, you know. What? <laughs> That's still not longer than ever. Well, I mean, if you include all my titles and various <laughs> ons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, the police come to interview the lobby boy or whatever. And uh, the cocky painter is there and he's speaking lines. Yeah. Um, and then Janeway is like I lived with the man for three years of course he had a key Um, which is fun Um, I hope you don't die what I don't know why I wrote that oh he's basically so the the cop is like you can't report a guy for saying he was going to kill you which is not true (laughs) 
that's simply not how this works. Uh, he's like, he's got to do something, and then we can do something about it. And Janeway's like, but if he does something, we might be dead. <laughs> We're doing great. I feel like on our normal show, we don't get to do accents no. from different places <laughs> yeah. in the US. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like um, I feel like this is a real chance for us to shine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm extremely bad at accents, but yeah. So Janeway is like, "We'll be dead if he if he kills us, we'll die." Yeah, basically. And the cop is like, "Well, I hope you don't. (laughs) Hope you don't die. Good luck with everything." Yeah. Um, Anyway, Janeway goes to meet um, Marsha Croft and uh, Walter's ex wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And Walter's ex wife, I will call her Meredith. She's a Meredith in this. (laughs) She is a Meredith. I like her though. She's Um, she's trying real hard to to do a good job with some bad dialogue. Sometimes you have to work with the material you're given. I think she did. I think she she did very well. Yeah, she Um, was very believable through full in an episode where no one was believable. Oh yeah, (laughs) she's like I was fucking your trainer. Yes. Um, and I gasped Glamorous. and then uh, Walter is like get my trainer in here and he's like it's payday how much do I owe you 500 and he's like that seems a lot and I'm like that doesn't seem like a lot that doesn't like I don't I'm not I'm, I feel like what we're learning from this episode is that the writer of this episode <laughs> has uh, no idea what I mean ha- doesn't have a trainer. I don't understand how money worked at this time though, to be fair. It like, was nineteen ninety two, so I assume like a quarter could get you all the way to Michigan and back. <laughs> From where? On a plane. <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere. Let's go with that. So five five hundred five hundred big ones. Whoa, five hundred big ones. 500 That's five hundred big 000. ones. Five hundred big <laughs> well, I mean nineteen ninety two big ones. In full disclosure, I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls and I think I'm doing kind of a Sophia What are you Petrula. what um what season are you on? Um, well, I've watched two episodes from season four today. Okay. I've been watching them out of order. Today? it's You got here at 9.30 in the morning. Not today. Sorry, yesterday. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Oh, my God. Are you also on your rowing machine? No. No, I don't have a rowing machine. I would recommend it, actually. <laughs> no, I would love to have some kind of exercise like to do while watching TV. I haven't quite worked that out. Oh, I would do a rower because mm. it like uses all of the the it uses like ninety percent of the muscles in I your body. I don't know where I would put a rowing machine. Well, mine folds down. Oh, the, the I like, didn't realize that. The like back. How did I not realize that? that? Where did I think you had I've... a rowing machine? Oh, it's in my living. <laughs> it's in my guest bedroom, but it is always out because I can't get it to fold up. Oh. But. <laughs> It does okay. fall. Also, you have so much space now. We we do. The, we just currently don't have a lot of space because two yeah. entire rooms are yeah. uh, don't have floors. <laughs> yeah, but like you will have the space eventually, to put a rowing machine. Eventually, we'll have and a I lot think of it space. is much smaller than like we're gonna put Lino down. It'll be fine. Um, right. Anyway, uh, you should get a rowing machine and become buff like I am. <laughs> I don't sweat anymore. <laughs> I am really feeling uh, how much I can't lift after moving house and also carrying some furniture between a house that was selling some furniture. It has been, I'll say this, and I don't know, like, spoiler alert for the listeners, but it has been a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I'm not, I don't mean to be hard on myself, um, but I'm just thinking like, yeah, you know, I've, I've hurt myself this week from (laughs) like moving things from one place to another. (laughs) Um, maybe I could get into some joyful movement again. Anyway, um, can he we fires cut that out? I don't... <laughs> train it. Absolutely not. 
joyful movement. I have follow-up questions at the end. <laughs> um, anyway, they're wedding down the streets of Los Angeles, as they do. I've I've what completely a, lost my what? place. I don't know. There's just like B-roll of them like wedding down the streets, uh, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that is. I don't know why that's a thing. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, though. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I just accepted it in this context for some reason. What what is that? What what is it? What don't do you know. think it does? Um, well, is it is it a set? Are they are they? No, it's it's just in the street, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I don't know. They're like rinsing the pavement. I don't know. It's very unbelievable to be like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's street cleaning, isn't it? Do I guess just it do is. it like. Because like here, the street cleaners are like, if you're spraying, it goes right underneath. Yeah. And goes into the little the little things. Yeah. Haven't seen one of those in ages, but I think one must have been by my new house because. It's been a real mess next to it for a while. And, the, and uh, like, I, I think somebody put a bag that had, like, cat litter in it out for, because, to, to be picked up by the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah whatever yeah, they're yeah. called, bin men. And, um, but it, it, like, split open and there was just cat litter everywhere. Oh, and no. I was just ignoring that because I thought, well, I don't know how to clean that up. But, that, but then it just disappeared during a, like, 20-minute window that I was in the house. So I was like, oh. the street cleaning, like, must have come by because no one... Or a very uh, disobedient dog. <laughs> no. I mean, like, the litter itself, not, like, poo. <laughs> You never know. Anyway, um, in Jessica's apartment, um, her and Janeway meet for tea, and they have a <laughs> phone call with Walter, who's having sodium-free soup, and <laughs> I understand why you picked this episode. This is a soup podcast. Soup podcast. Any soup updates from you? No. I haven't been cooking very much since we moved. Well, have you been having divinely authentic Chinese food? <laughs> well... Actually, I have had Chinese from the the nearby Chinese <gasps> twice now. Wow! And it's good. And you have to come over and have Chinese. What are you getting? Soon. What are you? Uh, first time I got um, a, a sweet and sour chicken, which I I oh, every now and then I get that, and then I remember that I don't like it. Ooh. No, no, no offense to anyone who does. I know everyone likes it except me. Um, but then I got uh, pork and black bean sauce, and that was very good. Oh, I also ordered Chinese food last week. <gasps> How exciting! Because I was like, you know, sad and crying a lot, and my winter depression was getting so bad that I was like sitting on the floor of my kitchen. Oh no! Like, like truly, I was like, for some reason, I was like doing all of my things, and then I, for some reason, was like the only. Like, the only thing that I can do in this moment is just give up and lie on the floor of my kitchen. My tiled kitchen. And then I was like, this is not going well. I need to get up. I gotta order some Chinese food. And so I did. Enough oh, Chinese good. food to fill the Nile. Um, the Nile? From the Gal Gadot, enough champagne. To fill the Nile. Death I, on the Nile? I'm... You're not you're oh. not up to date with this culture. No. Sometimes I feel like I am a million years younger than you because I'm constantly like a little <laughs> tiny baby on my phone trying to. Keep I up. haven't had the internet for two weeks. And... And, oh, well, I mean, you've missed it. You've missed it completely. Okay, yes. okay. Gal Gadot. Yes. In is in Death on the Nile. Yes. 
Anyway, so she Jesus. has a famous line that is the worst acting we've seen on screen in a very long time. <laughs> and she just, she's holding, she's doing a monologue or whatever to the thing. She's holding a champagne glass in one hand and she's like on the side of, she's like on the stairs of this boat. She's like, we've stolen a pianist from this. We've got enough food and chefs from here and enough champagne. Throws the champagne over her shoulder to fill the Nile. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it's it's honestly and it has taken off. It has taken off. And there are vi- there's like been this video of like all these all, like this West Hollywood screening and everyone is screaming when she does it. <laughs> She's like to fill the Nile and everyone goes <laughs> Wonderful. Anyway. Can I just make a recommendation to you and to our listeners? Sure. Sure. You should watch the 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 Death on the Nile film the from the original one with Maggie Smith. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. I, it's so so good. <laughs> I think about it constantly. I think about watching that. I think about watching um the You one. should also see um uh Death Under the Sun, which is another Agatha Christie adaptation which also has Maggie Smith in it. That's actually more fun. Okay. Please watch that. He will love that one. (laughs) I'm going to text that to you if I remember, because that, that, and listeners as well, I think it's called Death Under the Sun, but yeah, it's Maggie Smith and um, Diana Rigg, and oh, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, um, there's a murder gasp that I guess she wrote. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... He Walter Walter finishes his workout and then he opens a closet door and gets shot. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> That's why I don't have closets. Uh, Janeway and Jessica go to the house. The police have found the gun under a bed. Yeah. Uh, Jessica notices that there are dents in the butt of the gun, oh. and the police are like, "No, it doesn't matter." Swirls. Swirls. Pardon me. Swirls. So they're saying the killer must have been waiting in the closet, but it seems like it was Janeway's closet. So maybe the killer was intending to kill her? Question mark. Uh, Sonny turns up. They suspect him, but he has an alibi. He was with a casting agent, a casting director, who confirms that he was there, but says that he was badly behaved and seemed unwell. (laughs) My very funny way of putting what she actually said, which is something like, he should be locked up for being a psychopath or something like that. We see her later. That's why I'm doing an accent. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a scene with Jessica, Marsha Cross, and Roller Coaster Guy that I didn't describe in detail because I don't care about this roller coaster thing. But I do like that they're all having, like, breakfast. I love fancy people breakfast outside in 80s and 90s television. That's what I do every day in the yeah. summertime. <laughs> It's wonderful. Although I had my lunch outside at the bay yesterday, oh, which is shock. I was like, I have to get, I have to get out of this house. Mm-hmm. So I like put my little salad in my little bicycle basket, cycled oh, down to the barrage, and was like outdoor breakfast, outdoor lunch. Wonderful. Um, it was really strange. Um, eating a salad in public. <laughs> Just, you know, it seems like a lot. <laughs> Well, because it's a much further cycle ride than I thought. It was. Oh yeah, be, it's pretty like, far. It's like it's like a full twenty five minutes down. Yeah, and I was like, this will take no time at all. It's pretty far. 
But well done. That's a lovely thing to do. Anyway, women's clothes. Well done. How patronizing can I be? Well done. You got out of the house, you dumb little slut. Thank you. It's been very bad weather until yesterday. And so it's a real relief. Three storms in one week. Yeah, just like back to back storms. Climate change. Yeah, it was pretty grim. Ugh, we've really been suffering through it. Anyway. (laughs) Women's clothes. Um. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking that they were making a crack about him wearing women's clothes. And then eventually they wrapped up the scene and I was like, oh, I guess they weren't. I guess they were just like really weirdly belaboring the point. Like, who knows? Who cares? Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, this is not a well-written mystery, I would say. But anyway, the next but who morning, am I to judge? Lin-Manuel right. Miranda, Marsha Cross and Jessica Fletcher all having, you know, breakfast outside and they're um you know they both went to dinner in the hamptons hard wink <laughs> oh the, yeah the hampton you know it's just um you know, oh <laughs> several thousand miles from where they're actually <laughs> oysters in the hamptons i just i feel polluted like oysters it's just you know i i watched this episode and i'm like there's a certain amount of um Suspension of disbelief. I was going to do the hand gesture. Suspension of disbelief <laughs> that I'm willing to take. But showing me a Los Angeles backyard and telling me it's like Connecticut. It's, it's still New York. <laughs> I love showing me, telling me it's New York, telling me it's Long Island. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I just, I don't this believe is so funny. it. I don't believe it. This is very funny. Architecturally, it's not even the right shape. It just, it throws me through a loop. I'm delighted that this bothers you so much. I'm just, I'm expecting, I'm expecting. So much TV and film must be hard for you to watch. I just, you know, honestly, a lot of the time it doesn't, because a lot of the time they're like, this is shot where we meant to do it for yeah. the exterior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the exterior. Or it's like or it's like Golden Girls where they literally never go outside. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> now you make that's a good point actually. I get, I was thinking about like I watch a lot of um procedural television and you you don't watch as much procedural no, television. No. Yeah. Well. But I feel like it's just it's just okay, the reason it is so noticeable is because they are such wildly different climate. You're you're absolutely right. Like, There's a lot of um West Coast movement because of um using Vancouver to sta- or British Columbia to stand in for Los Angeles slash other places on the west coast of the US that's less of a jarring difference I would say that I mostly notice with the accents that extras have (laughs) oh hey you never been to Tim Hortons this morning welcome to Los Angeles sorry about that was bad I'm so sorry (laughs) how's about we go over to the McDonald's Who knows what Western? Anyway, okay, right. We got to get through this. We got to get through this. Sunny Lane comes up the driveway, which you know really tells you a lot about why this man was murdered in his own home if he doesn't have gates. That's a good point. Yeah, he's just like barreling down the drive toward them in his car, beeping at them, beeping at them. Like you could have killed me. (laughs) I was so. 
startled, thank heavens, Jessica was here. And he's like, why would I have been honking my... He's like, I lost control for a minute. Why would I be honking my horn if I was trying to kill you? And then she says, to scare me, and it worked. I was frozen. It was <laughs> so incredible. wild. It's, it's so good. It's so good. This episode yeah. is, is very good. Yeah, I thought you'd like it. I thought you'd like it. It's dramatic, and I love drama. I feel like Kate Mulgrew was really, like... She was doing even, it. Yeah. Yeah. She's really, she, this she, she's got, she got the brief. She got the brief. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, Jessica Fletcher is like, um, it's like, please leave right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately followed that up in my notes with how is this the eighth season of this show? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you like it. We'll have to do another about it. Next time we need to do a bonus episode, we should probably do Fast and Furious. I that's not a promise, but I'm just saying. We'll never but do Fast and after Furious. After that, maybe we do the when, maybe we do the first episode Kate Mulgrew appears in of Murder She Wrote. When Voyager ends, we will go through the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> I think when Voyager ends, we should do DS9. But I think you would really like DS9. Actually. Hard pass. When <gasps> Voyager How? ends, it's the end of the podcast and our friendship. <laughs> and we're never speaking to each other we're again. We're never speaking to each other again. We'll go back to before we started this podcast, where we only see each other once every six months no. at friends' birthday parties. Oh, no. We're never That's going back it. to that. We're never going That's back to it. that. Anyway, <laughs> um, the ex-wife is waiting in the lobby for Jessica Fletcher, you know, because she went to the Long Island house or something. <laughs> um, my analysis, it feels, would benefit... Oh, my analyst feels it would benefit <laughs> both of us if they, like, talked. Yeah, yeah. If her and Janeway talked. And Jessica, like, looks for the trainer. So she goes to a 90s gym. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to a gym? I, yes. Have you ever... <laughs> I thought that would be funny. I don't know if that it's was mean. funny. Is it too mean? <laughs> it was. It was mean, but it was genuinely funny. So I'm gonna let you get away with okay. it. <laughs> oh, good for the for the listeners. Yeah. I looked cat up and down very pointedly. <laughs> silly, silly. I have been to a gym. What's Sam? it like? I've never been to a gym. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Um, because you 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 have a, a full exercise suite in your home. Well, I have a phobia of going to a gym. I I hated going to the gym a lot, and I did it for right. a long time and then I stopped because I was like I don't need to do this but it's cookie bananas yeah I it's mean it's a complete waste of everyone whatever if you want to do that but it's not no, for me no <laughs> I actually judge people if they want to go to a gym <laughs> I think it is um, a sick part of our culture I think it is you know I think it is a symptom of late stage capitalism where we have to be like at the peak physical fitness mm. because we can't let our bodies degrade because we <laughs> yes. literally cannot afford to retire anymore I think there's a lot in that, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And we don't know if, you know, if our bodies deteriorate, we'll be able to afford life. Uh, mm. Or if the Tories will try and kill us. Mm. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> gyms. Did you meet any boys at the gym? I'm thinking maybe oh, no. I join a gym. I say this all the time. Maybe I join a gym to meet boys. <laughs> Um, I didn't, I didn't meet boys at the gym. Um, I, I went to the gym regularly for maybe like a year. And no boy ever approached you. Interesting. No, but I was always, I, I was usually there with my friend. Um, and also I, I yeah. don't think that you I. a friend to go to the gym with? When was this? Oh, it was years ago. 1993. N- no. 87. <laughs> How dare you? I'm just like, it was before me. Your fittest friend. Yeah, you and I, mm, did we even know each other? I think we knew each other, but we weren't very good friends. Or maybe we just, like, knew each other. I was in diapers. 2006. <laughs> I remember this. Fuck off. 
All right. Um, We're really running out of steam with this fucking episode. <laughs> anyway, this trainer lives in Soho, so we find out that he is a gay trainer. <laughs> There's no way he could have been sleeping with Meredith. No, he is sleeping with Meredith. Uh, he he doesn't know a anything. tofu salad, which is utterly disgusting. That made me laugh. I what love... What the fuck is a tofu salad? <laughs> it's just so 90s. Just like tofu is a food that that fitness people throw onto other food. That That's that's the only understanding of tofu that exists that's in this disgusting. era of American television. I just... I, I feel like it's just... It's bad. Like... <laughs> like, I can't believe it. I, I want to know what tofu yeah. <laughs> must be. Well, I assume it's a firm. Yeah, that's. I'm just like, is it literally a block of tofu he's or is like, it like tofurkey? No, he's doing silken tofu over <laughs> his salad. He's got like lettuce soaked in wet, soggy silken I've tofu. I've made lovely creamy salad dressing out of silken <laughs> tofu. <laughs> oh, you hate silken <laughs> tofu, gagged, apparently. Just like Sunny Lane, I love to gag. <laughs> So, so the, the trainer doesn't know anything. Uh, Jessica goes to see the casting agent who gave Sonny his alibi. And this is one of my all-time favorite Murder, She Wrote moments. And I completely forgot it was in this episode. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> so Jessica shows up to this casting agent's office and the, the, the waiting room is full of... Like, it's very obvious that it's full of actors who are there to audition for a part that is clearly supposed to read as a sex worker. Okay, that's absolutely not what I got. Oh. I was like, oh, she's models. It's all models. Oh, I think it's meant to be like a law and order type procedural that is casting for a sex worker character, which okay. is why when Jessica Jessica knocks on the casting agent's door and she says, um, name, and she says, oh, Jessica Fletcher, and then she looks up. And looks at Jessica incredulously and says, "You here for the hooker?" The the absolute, what did you think was going? The response is the thing that threw oh, yeah. me because she goes, "Not exactly." <laughs> Wait, I'll I'll try to. I, I mean, it'll be bad quality, but I'll try to get a recording of this to put up on the on the socials. It's in, honestly, it's <laughs> that that response. I think it's the thing that not really, exactly. And then he's like. And then she's truly like, oh, yeah, we had a meeting. You're on the books. Like. Oh. Like, she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know I have this 2.30 with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very silly. And then this whole, this whole, the rest of this scene is so needlessly drawn out. It's oh, just yeah. really, it's like, I'm sorry to whoever wrote this, but it's really, really poorly written. They to pad the run time. Yeah, they must have well, done. they're either dead or retired or made a bunch of money in syndication. Yeah, they don't care. She wrote, so they don't I mean, care. they're laughing on a pile of money. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we are in my office. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're talking about it. They're retired living the dream. I'm sure you're right. But yeah, this scene just like goes on and on and I don't, I don't think there's and any there's point. And there's something about a lamp. I well, that's know. the thing. The whole point of the scene, th- this, none of this means anything to anything. It's just this, that Jessica happens to notice that there's a, a, a desk lamp clamped onto the t- casting director's desk. And then she's like, that's an interesting lamp. And then it, it gives her the idea to realize that there was no shooter in the closet. Walter was shot by a gun that was like booby. Tra- essentially, the closet was booby trapped. The gun was clamped onto a shelf. Mm, booby. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I was calling it a hands-free murder. Hands-free murder. You know, work-from-home murder. <laughs> Bluetooth murder. You don't even have to leave your apartment to kill someone. <laughs> okay. Janeway arrives back at the house, and Jessica is hiding in the closet. <laughs> Um, why come all the way out to Long Island? Uh, mm. 
<laughs> anyway, um, Jessica Fletcher does a Jessica Fletcher to Janeway. And this is when the murder gets solved. And she's like, you did it. Booby, booby, booby. You Rube Goldberg. <laughs> um, oop, no archive that. Don't want that. An email from someone. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> Janeway confesses or whatever. And she's acting. And then the sheriff comes in with her ex-boyfriend or whatever. And he's like, she made me do it or whatever. <laughs> and then Jessica goes shopping. <laughs> and she's like, don't complicate the plot with a B story. <laughs> I just really enjoyed um, uh, how hard soap opera actress Janeway is going in the confession scene. Just like (laughs) screaming. Oh, wonderful. She's incredible. She is incredible. Anyway, the episode ends with roller coasters. More roller coasters. Roller coasters. Roller coasters. I can't do it. Yeah, I hated the roller coaster joke. And it really, it was strung together in a way that was like, this is a funny joke. It's like, it's not. It isn't. It doesn't make sense. Sometimes you have to be like, some like, like, like Che Diaz comedy. You have to. Like, I haven't com- seen. Oh, but neither have I. But I imagine. Oh, oh, this is, this was going to be my opening segment, opening tangent. But I did watch Inventing Anna this week on Netflix, which is about like the fake German heiress who is like. I, I'm I'm rich or whatever and scammed her way into oh, yeah, society yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, her accent is incredible because she's like, I'm a German woman. Like her whole thing, <laughs> she's like, I'm building something. Like that's her literal accent. Oh wow! The whole t- the whole time she's talking like this, um, like a strangled muppet. Um, but I have been watching that, and I have been genuinely convinced that that is what and just like that is. <laughs> like I think that's that the same just believe show. for that. I think yeah, it's the exact same show. <laughs> anyway, whenever you have to do like st- like Mrs. Maisel, whenever you have to do comedy in television, you just have to sort of lie that it's funny. And I think the same <laughs> thing is happening here with roller coasters, and be like, roller coasters are actually really funny. <laughs> You just um, snapped right into such a convincing, like, Southern California mean girl persona there that it chilled me to the bone. (laughs) (laughs) Roller coasters are actually really funny. And Anka (laughs) Jams. Roller coasters are actually really funny. (laughs) Should we do some segments? Sure. Or at least least one segment? Wigs. 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 Deaf in one ear now. That, just that like, was loud. That was ringing. Okay. <laughs> um, I love the red top jacket twin set that uh, that Janeway is wearing in the coma scene in the in the very with beginning. The sequins. It's with got the like sequins sequin striped. Oh, uh, it's a bold choice. <laughs> yeah, it's so intense. It's a bold choice. Um, 90s Marsha Cross doing like nothing but denim for no reason. Yeah. I think it's so fun because she's like, she's a woman who needs natural fibers. Let's be honest. She needs to be at a country (laughs) club doing natural fibers (laughs) and like throwing a glass of wine onto her enemies or something. (laughs) Like it doesn't make sense that she is both like playing a teenager and not like jetting off to the Hamptons to see her, her 50 year old lover or something. (laughs) Like I've just, it's, it's confusing. And I think they know it anyway, Janeway fashion. Um, I love her little bag. She's got great little bags. I like when she meets the ex-wife and like, she's wearing white and the ex-wife is wearing red and they're like, Mm. it's a simplifier. Oh yeah. (laughs) They were really like, Oh, I love um, Jessica Fletcher's, 
purple cape pantsuit oh, thing. Oh, so like, good. There must be miles of fabric in that, like, wraparound shawl. Because it is just, it's huge. I genuinely love the way that Jessica Fletcher dresses in a lot of Murder, She Wrote. That purple suit with the, like, jewel tone pattern pussy bow blouse underneath really really good incredible <laughs> really good incredible i love when janeway gets married she has a little pillbox hat oh so dramatic <laughs> it's so my pillbox hat is right there oh yes squished, <laughs> yeah, squished. <it> <laughs> um um and honestly kate mulgrew's hair is like pretty janeway-esque in this but still like big 80s 90s soap hair and it's i love it phenomenal i will say my favorite thing about this episode makeup wise is the like the juxtaposition between Janeway and like Angela Lansbury's makeup. Yeah. Mainly the white line under in like Angela Lansbury's waterline, there's just this harsh yes. white line. And I'm like, that's a stage actress. Oh yeah. Because yeah. like that's my but like in no way would they do their own hair and makeup. But I'm at, no, at but- the same time I'm like, she probably came and that's how she's been doing her makeup the entire time. Yeah, no, she has a very... It's it's funny because I don't remember it jumping out at me at all when I was watching it as a kid, but now I'm kind of like, oh, wow, Jessica Fletcher, a character I don't think of as wearing a lot of makeup, wears a lot of makeup, and yeah. it's very intense. Yeah, 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 it's like harsh lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, you're absolutely right, though. It's she, like, She's probably been doing her makeup the same way for decades. Well, and they're eight seasons into the show. So I mean, that, like, yeah. they started in the late 80s. Oh, yeah. Mid-80s. And m- mid-80s, yeah, the amount of makeup that every woman was wearing on television. <laughs> because so the crazy. TV screens were yeah, so small yeah. and the cameras were garbage. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, it's funny. The quality of the recording is quite good on Murder, yeah. She Wrote. Um, some of the Golden Girls episodes, maybe it's the DVD copy that I have, but the the film quality is poor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of them are really bad. And then sometimes when they do the end of season clip shows. Oh, I haven't and seen they, any like, of those yet. All, every single end of season has a two-parter that's like, like, just like a clip show, kind of. Wow. With like a little bit of a plot. Yeah. But they'll like cut between like different oh. seasons of the show, and they'll be like season one, <laughs> and it's truly like <laughs> that's my Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> like it's they truly, and then they all look like so different every season because they were still trying to like get their looks right. And also, um, didn't uh, Estelle Getty have a facelift between seasons one and two? Yeah. Did she? Yeah. So wow. they, they had to, like, a- adapt how they were. Because they were aging her up anyway, because yeah. she's the same age as B. Arthur. Yeah. But she, yeah, she had a facelift between seasons one and two. So they had to, like, really modify how That's they were like, doing her makeup. I didn't even fucking notice. Yeah. <laughs> no. I watch this every single day. <laughs> Well, I think they compensated for it, but like it just—it was just like something that I read about as like a, a production issue because it just meant that the. I think what I read indicated that it was like a surprise as well. Like she just showed up and was like, "Hello, everyone!" And they she were like, like oh, "Hello, okay. I'm ten years younger." Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so they they just had to. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, they did convincing makeup on that show, which is kind of funny because you you'd think like. Oh, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect them to have like a really um what am I trying to say? It's like a sitcom. Well they like barely did any makeup. I well, think yeah, that's but the like thing. they made her look older by some distance <laughs> than she was. Yeah. And 
I'm surprised that they did that so effectively. Although the wig on her is like, what the fuck? It's like a little helmet that she could put <laughs> on little, every day. Little, little cotton ball helmet. It's it's so good. It's what I aspire this to This is have. a Golden Girls podcast. This is a Golden Girls podcast. And my package is arriving between 11.30 and 1.30. Oh, how exciting. Um... At the end of wigs. That's the end of wigs. Wow. Should we what just... was the nebula in this episode? <laughs> I was gonna say, should we just skip the nebula? Stay out of the nebula. nebula. No, every every episode has to have a nebula. The nebula is our inescapable fate to talk about soup. Soup. Soup is the nebula. Soup. 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 Anyway, how would you rate this episode? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, seven oh, out of ten murder she wrote. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, it's honestly, it's such a bad episode of murder she wrote. It really is, but it gives us such gifts. It gives us the gift of Kate Mulgrew hamming it the fuck up. It gives us the gift of Marsha Cross hamming it the fuck up. It, it gives denim. us. It gives us the gift of that. The gift of that casting director character. It's uh, it's got some real gems, but it is objectively a bad episode. I think I'm gonna give it three out of five. Roller coasters. Wow. I will give it um, five out of ten. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I'm looking out the window because I'm trying to think of that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like looking line. behind me. It's over, Devon. I love Walter now. <laughs> Perfect. So it's Perfect. Five out of ten of those. <laughs> anyway. Wonderful. That was the end of the episode. <laughs> We've been recording for two hours. No, now. an hour and a half. Oh my an god. An hour and twenty minutes. Oof. An hour and twenty-two minutes. Well, you're welcome, everyone. And most of this will get cut. Yeah, hopefully this is not an hour and twenty-minute episode. Our bit about a chorus line cut. Our bit about <laughs> hotels cut. Our bit about Gal Gadot cut. <laughs> Thank you so much for editing this episode. Death on the Sam. Nile, more like death of this podcast's excess material. <laughs> Estelle Getty's facelift cut. <laughs> um, right. Well. It does do you, feel weird watching the Golden Girls now that they're all dead. It is weird. It's sad. I don't think it's sad because they were all very they old. They were all very old. Um, they I all, mean, they were, all weren't that old, but they, you know. No, any, some of them weren't that every old. Every day after 75 is a gift. Especially, you know. um, like, yeah, I mean, people, people, uh, lifespans have got longer over sure. the last 30 years sure. Anyway, sure. 40 years whatever um do you have anything to plug before we sign off oh well we we have to plug again that both parts of um the sam hickman variety hour are out now on the hyper local celebrity podcast feed go check them out do i have anything else Ugh. 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 No, anyway what's what's new with you I don't have anything to plug currently. Well, there we go. There we go. And that's the end of oh, the Oh, follow episode. us on socials at WTASTV, at Witastava, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's it. That's it. This Ooh. has, I've been Sam Hickman. And I've been Kat Tierfield. And this has been Women, Women Talking, Talking About Star Trek Voyager. Voyager. What if we did it in unison? What if, like, you were here and I was here, ready? <laughs> Women talking, talking about, about Star Trek Voyager. A little bit more like a monk chant, but you know, we got there. <laughs> I really wasn't sure what was going on. Who knows? Who cares? This has been Women Talking About One Episode of Murder Shiro. We'll be back in two weeks with Season 4, Episode 18 of Star Trek Voyager. The podcast is nothing. Thank anyway. you for coming on this journey with us, Meredith. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. I'm going to press the button now. Otherwise, it's just us saying goodbye for Thank you.